Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be Forceful Pursuit Causes Rejection. Well, I've got two emails from two different guys. One of them, I think he's trying to reattract an ex, and the other one is guy started out great, met a girl in a bar randomly, hung out, had fun, hooked up at the end of the night, did a great job, and then he started liking her and just fucking basically went into creepy stalker mode and he recently sat down and, and uh, met her out at a restaurant and obviously things didn't turn out the way he expected. So I got a quote that I wrote and then I'm going to go through their emails. And the quote says, there are two fundamental ways that you can live your life and make your grandest dreams a reality. Number one, using force to get what you want, which is what most people t- try to do in life. This usually involves being in a fearful state and trying to force everyone and everything that you want in your life to be in your life. And number two, using power to get what you want. This involves taking action and moving towards what you want, but looking to make sure that the people and circumstances that you want also want you. Power assumes and predisposes that it is simply a matter of time before the right people and circumstances show up and effortlessly manifest in your life. Therefore, people who use power to get what they want understand that continuing to circulate, change their approach, and taking action eventually will lead them to get exactly what they are looking for. Power is the path of least resistance. Using force is equivalent to trying to swim upstream. You may eventually get to where you want using force and excessive effort, but you will be incredibly frustrated, tired, angry, disappointed, and it will take you a lot longer to get there than is necessary. When I was younger, I was always trying to force things. I met a girl and I liked her. That's the only thing I saw. I try to change your mind. I'll be your friend for a year or two, whatever it takes because, hey, that's what they show in the movies all the time. And you just keep trying to force things and supposed to realizing, you know what? I'm fucking awesome. I'm a catch. I want somebody who also wants me as much as I want them. But most people never circulate. They get hung up on one person. They get rejected by one or two people and then that's it. They just give up. And when they give up and they stop trying, they stop taking action. Well, it's like Buddha said. Faith without action is meaningless. You have to continually circulate. Think about it. What would happen to you? If your heart stopped beating, what would happen to all of us if the earth started rotating around the sun? It would be a bad day, I'll tell you that. So the key to life is circulation. You must always be circulating. Circulating, doing things that you love for a living. Circulating, doing things that you enjoy in your spare time. And circulating amongst people who share the same values, same goals, and same interests as you do get off your fucking ass get off the couch get out of the house and go get involved and hang out with like-minded people and as a side benefit of doing those kinds of things you will meet members of the opposite sex that's why i never teach going out and approaching girls i mean obviously you can go to the mall and practice those things if that's a skill that you need to develop But once you overcome this stuff, once you overcome your fear of asking anybody out in the spot for a phone number or for a date, really at that point, it's just a matter of living your life. And when you see a woman looking you in the eyes going, hey, 
Take advantage of it. Make something happen. Life is a lot easier when you take the path of least resistance. That's why the stuff that I teach works so well with women. Less really is more. You don't really have to do much other than call once a week to ask them out on a date for the first two to three weeks, the first two to three dates. And as soon as they feel safe and comfortable with you and their attraction level starts to grow, they're going to start calling and texting you. And then pretty much you just sit back and wait to hear from them and make the next date. And as the weeks go by, the frequency of their reaching out continues to grow to the point where they're pretty much with you all the time. And when they're with you all the time, eventually they're at usually about week seven. If you follow exactly what I teach in my book, they're going to go, where's this going? What are we? I don't know, honey. What are we? What do you see we are? What do you think? What do you want? It's always good to answer a question with a question. Never make assumptions when it comes to women. So let's get on the first guy's email. He says, hey, coach, I wanted to see if you could help me figure out where I went wrong with the girl that I was pursuing. Well, right then and there, a girl that I was pursuing, that's your problem. You're calling too much, you're texting too much, you're trying to do too much. You're falling under the illusion of action, thinking you have to do something to get her to like you. Think about it from this perspective. If you were fucking awesome and you knew you were awesome, you knew you were handsome and you knew you had a lot to offer a woman and you had lots of choices, lots of women that wanted to date you, you wouldn't be pursuing or chasing anybody. You'd have you'd be so busy with phone calls and texts, you'd be going, damn, I'm gonna be breaking somebody's heart. I'm gonna have to disappoint somebody. So who are you gonna hang out with? You're gonna spend your time with women who have the best attitude, who have the best buy, the best looks, who are the most fun to be hanging out with, who are the most fun in bed, and who are always positive, upbeat, and smiling and fun to be around and are great communicators. And anybody else that's trying to bring drama or bitching that you don't return their call right away or that they couldn't see you this weekend, they're really mad at you or you're just not going to – I don't have any time for that. But if you got nothing going on in your life, you're just desperate to have somebody pay some kind of attention to you. So think about it from the perspective of how would you act if you had dozens and dozens of women that wanted to date you, if you were famous, if you were a celebrity, if you were a successful CEO. If you were very, I mean, if you, you're a garbage collector, if you love collecting garbage for a living, and you're hanging on the back of the truck, and you look back, and you you love seeing all those empty garbage cans, as opposed to the big piles of garbage. There's people out there that love doing that. Same thing, people that clean houses for a living, or a cop, getting a bad person off the street. Sense of satisfaction, or a coach, or a teacher, or a CEO. It doesn't matter. The bottom line is if you're doing something you really love and it gives you a great level of satisfaction and you're constantly spending your life when you're not working doing things that you really love and you really enjoy, you're going to be happy. You're going to be a man or a woman about town. You're going to be social. When you feel like you're getting up every day, doing something that you love for a living, you're going to feel fully alive. You're going to feel like you're doing what you were put on this earth to do. That is going to put you in the state where you're going to be the most desirable and most attractive to members of the opposite sex. That's why it really is all about creating a kick-ass, awesome life for yourself and lifestyle for yourself. And meeting women is just simply a side effect of having a kick-ass, awesome life. Hanging out with the kind of people that you love hanging out with and doing the kind of things that you enjoy doing. He says, I met this girl in a bar about two months ago while I was having a drink at a local bar. I found her to be very attractive, so I hit on her and bought her a drink. Well, I wouldn't have bought her a drink. That's a bribe for sex in a relationship. 
But if she really likes you, in other words, I'm on a scale of one to ten, she perceives you as an eight. It does, you know, it doesn't matter if the girl's a five. If in her eyes you're like a five, you're like barely holding on. You start buying her drinks and kissing her ass, give her compliments. Boom, you're out. What's wrong with a woman buying you a drink? Most guys are like, hey, can I buy you a drink? Hey, your highness, can I buy you a drink? But the bottom line is she really liked you. She was really attracted to you from the get-go. So you can get away with little things like that. Women that aren't that into you, you can't get away with that bullshit. It will get you rejected every time. While we talked there, one thing led to another and we ended up going to my apartment to have sex afterwards. Well, obviously you did enough right to not talk her out of liking you, at least the first night. We had fun at my apartment and then we had sex again that night in my car when I drove her home. Sounds exciting. She told me that she wanted to see me again and told me to text her the next day. I did. And we ended up going on an actual date to dinner. We had a good time and when I took her out to dinner and of course sex afterwards. So far so good. See, this is what happens. The girl on a scale of 1 to 10 obviously thought he was an 8 in her eyes. So it's pretty easy. He says, we had a very good time together, but things got complicated after that when she informed me that she was returning to Arizona where she lives for a month and a half for a college break. Before she left, she told me that she still wanted to communicate via text while she was away and we did so for most of the time that she was gone. See, in this particular case, this is where you just say, great, you know, give me a call when you get there. Give me, give me a call when your flight lands. Let me know that you got there safely. And you should be letting her come to you at this point. But, but obviously you probably didn't know about my work or hadn't been studying it for very long. And you probably continue to call and text because you're thinking, hey, I got to keep her warm. I don't want some other guy to swoop in in Arizona and come and get her and take her away from me because I'm not there. You know, It's total natural, logical thinking. Any man would think that. But it works against you. So I can tell you're texting and calling too much at this point. However, soon after she told me she didn't want to talk to me or see me anymore because she felt pressured to date again and possibly be in a relationship when she got back. So you basically smothered her. This girl went from being perceiving you as an eight all the way to a four or five where she's you're out of there. Even when she told me this, we still continue to text each other. What he's really saying is even though she told me that I continue to text her and change try to change her mind and reach out. That's when if she says something like that to you, say, look, you know, we don't have to be in a relationship. We've only been out a handful of times. So give me a call when you get back in town. Let's get together. And then you walk away and you never look back at that point. And then maybe a week or so goes by and then she reaches out to you. But you kept pursuing. You kept chasing. And then you, then you start to cross the line where you're now you're starting to act like a creepy stalker that's not where it, you're not going to go away. And then you really start to scare a woman. He says, after we kept talking, I made a very bad mistake of buying her an expensive necklace. Sounds like a bribe for sex in a relationship, exactly what I teach not to do in my book, which I bought her for Christmas when she came back. After she returned from her college vacation, I made another big mistake, which now that I look back was very a very creepy thing to do. I decided to surprise her by putting the bag the necklace was in on her outer doorknob of her apartment. 
Why would you leave an expensive gift hanging on her doorknob, dude? Think about that. So in other words, you don't feel good enough to have her want to be with you. So you're thinking, if I give her this trinket and I invest myself into this trinket, this necklace, she'll see this necklace and then go, oh, I'm feeling good because of this necklace. Oh, wow, he gave me this necklace. Oh, I must like him then. That's the shit you see in movies. It doesn't work in real life. It's a bribe for sex. You don't feel you're good enough for it. Therefore, you figure I'll buy her an expensive necklace and that will make up for what I feel like I lack on the inside. Whereas a guy who values himself, who perceives himself as being the prize and the catch is going to be like, hey, I'm not trying to you know, get you into a relationship when you get back. It's just, you know what? I'm going to run but you know, when you miss me, give me a call. I'd love to chat with you. And then you don't call her or text her anymore after that. But you didn't do that. You just kept illusion of action, illusion of action, illusion of action, pursuing, pursuing, pursuing. Now you're buying her expensive things, trying to bribe her into sex in a relationship. He says, as you can imagine, this totally backfired. She told me she thought the necklace was beautiful, but she couldn't accept it. That's the kind of thing you buy for a wife, maybe a girlfriend during Christmas, but not a chick you hooked up with a few times and been blowing up her phone. She also said she wanted to meet in a public place to say goodbye and return the necklace to me. Now, why do you think that is? Because now she's afraid of you. She went from fucking you the first night you met her to now she's scared of you. You're like the guy that all women are afraid of encountering, the guy that just won't take no for an answer. Now she literally feels like being around you is a potential threat to her physical safety. He says, I was a little disappointed and ashamed of myself that I had caused her to be afraid of me. Anyway, I got the necklace back and we parted ways. I invested a lot of feelings into this girl, so I was extremely crushed and saddened when our love affair ended. You talked her out of liking you, and she was really into you, dude. This is what happens to most guys. They meet a girl that really likes them because it doesn't happen that often. And then they just can't handle it. They totally come unglued. They try to force it, and boom. I didn't want to let her go, and I wanted very much to get her back, so I waited about a week, and then I texted her. And the text... You're still pursuing her. She's pushing you away and you're still pursuing, trying to force it. I informed her that I happened to pass by the restaurant we went out and it reminded her of a good time we had. I then set up a meeting to talk. We met up and talked but she didn't want to start dating again. I'm still very disappointed in myself for losing her but I now know that there's nothing I can do but move on. Yeah, the only thing you could have said is like, hey, you know, it Again, you're doing things I wouldn't have recommended doing, pursuing, asking her to meet you. Never call or text her again. And if she reaches out to you, invite her over to your place to make dinner together. And she goes, oh, well, let's meet. I just say, no, nah, it's been a long week. I'm just in the mood to hang in my place. If you don't want to come over and make dinner together, then give me a call in two to three weeks and maybe I'll be up for something more formal then. She has to come to you. If she's not willing to do that, then you're not willing to go meet her out or jump through your butt or any other ridiculous thing that she wants you to do. Again, there's an article I wrote called Seven Principles to Get an X Back. If you follow that, that's the best thing you can do at this point. But I'd say, dude, put a fork in that one because it's done. You literally chased her right out of your life. And it sucks because she was really into you. Those are the ones that really sting the most. But hey, what happened happened and it couldn't have happened any other way. It was supposed to be that way because without that experience, you would have never had a reason to find my work. And so that tells me you're either going to get her back or somebody way better. So let's get into the second guy's email. He says, hey, Corey, I love your videos, but I need some personal help. 
I've been dating this girl for about seven months. It started out as casual, but it has progressed. She tells me she's in love and always gives me her time and does anything for me, but I'm unsure of our future. This tells me you're constantly focused on where you stand with her. Does she still love you today? This is needy. This is insecure, desperate, neurotic behavior. This is the kind of thinking, this is the kind of story a guy tells himself who doesn't value himself, who doesn't love himself, and who doesn't think he's a catch. You're acting like a guy who, does, who thinks at any moment you're going to get dumped. That puts you in a fearful state. That causes you to call too much, to text too much, to constantly be hanging on her every word, waiting for her approval, seeking her approval. It's gonna, And she can smell it and it's going to turn her off. You say the relationship part is up to the woman, but I want to know if this is going anywhere because I can see a future for the two of us. It has to be her idea, dude. You're still pursuing. In this needy, neurotic state, she's never going to fall in love. She's never going to bring up being in a relationship when you're acting this way. And At this point, after seven months, she should be doing 100% of the calling, texting, pursuing. And your statement where you said, she tells me she's in love, always gives me her time and does anything for me, this tells me that you're still calling her and going, oh good, she'll spend time with me. This means you're in pursuit mode. You're never giving her enough space to fall in love with you because you're always in her face when you don't hear from her. He says, however, if she's not into it for that, I want to move on and have a good time and date other girls. How do I bring this up from a masculine stance? You don't. That's feminine energy. You're thinking like an emotionally irration, irrational woman at this point. You're not thinking like a man would think. You think James Bond is worried about when he's going to get into a relationship with a girl he's been dating for seven months? No. He's never even going to bring it up. He's hanging out and having fun and hooking up and you should be doing the same. So he says, I tried to future pace her and plant seeds like saying, I want us to go to Spain together but she doesn't reciprocate the future projections. That's either NLP or that's some fucking PUA nonsense that you learn somewhere. That's manipulation, dude. Men who value themselves and perceive themselves as a catch don't have to do manipulative tactics like this. You're not going to bring up going to Spain unless she's head over heels in love with you and you want to go do something fun together. You're doing this to try to bait her into wanting a relationship with you. You're totally in a manipulative state, dude. It's not going to work when you do this. You need to read my book 10 to 15 times. That's what you really need to be doing. I asked her about this and her response was that she didn't know where I stood with our future but that she didn't ask either. If it's her job, should I just let it go? Yeah, don't fucking bring it up, dude. Again, you're constantly focused on where do I stand? I got to know where I stand with her. That's approval-seeking behavior. The bottom line is you're hanging out, having fun, and hooking up with her. Who cares? But what you need to do is you need to start backing off to the point where – and you want to do this over the course of several weeks or maybe a month or so to the point where she's doing 100% of the calling, texting, and pursuing. And if you do that, then yeah, in about two months, she'll bring up being exclusive. But right now, she's just tolerating your bullshit. You're pursuing way too much. You're trying to force yourself on her. You're trying to force yourself into her life as her boyfriend. If it ain't her idea, dude, she's never going to go along with it. No human being wants to be told what to do. It doesn't matter what religious background. Naturally, instinctively, innately, we don't like somebody else dictating our life and our terms and what we can and can't do. Men and women all over the world, doesn't matter what kind of society they grow, they fucking resent 
being controlled or told what to do and that's what you're doing here. He says, also noteworthy, she is a tough Latina who can be a bit guarded. The only reason she's a bit guarded is because she doesn't feel safe and comfortable with you because she doesn't feel free to come and go because you're always trying to force things. So this is a story that you tell yourself about why she's the way she is. But the reality is the way the reason she's acting the way she is is because of how you're showing up and how you're treating her. She's been through a lot in her life, more of your story that you've invented to justify your actions and to justify your over-pursuit and to justify your illusion of action. She says she has been communicating her feelings is hard for her, but she communicates lots of love, affection, attention, and time through her actions and dedication to me. I feel it's time to shit or get off the pot. If you try to force her to make a decision, I promise you she'll put you in friend zone or bounce you right out of her life, dude. That shit will never work for you. You have to let women come to you. You need to read my book 10 to 15 times and back the fuck off because if you don't stop what you're doing, eventually she's going to dump your ass or stick you in friend zone and I know you don't want that. Like this girl obviously digs you. She's into you. You got to let her come to you. You're, you. It's like the power is all on her side. You basically made her the man in the relationship and you're the woman who's always wondering where you stand. A man who's comfortable in his skin, who loves himself, who values himself. He knows, just like James Bond knows, hey, we're going to be naked in my hotel room later. So who fucking cares what happens right now? Let's just enjoy our time together. So if you'd like to get my help personally, the quickest way is to book a paid phone, Skype, or email coaching session with yours truly. You can choose any of those options by going to my website, clicking the products tab at the top of your screen, and just follow the instructions for booking whichever option works best for you. And I will talk to you soon.